Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone, welcome to My Millennial Investor. I'm Glenn James and boy, have I got a treat for you. Well, the thing is, as you guys know, I do these sporadic episodes kind of when I've got something to say or kind of when I need to talk everyone off the edge, right? The thing is, I want to do more investor-type content on this podcast. So, what I've decided, I want to give my friend Nick Bradley a bit of a run like we've done with some of the other hosts and shows. So, I've tasked Nick with doing some content for the My Millennial Investor podcast And this is his first episode, and he's just going to give a bit of an overview of some of the content that he's going to do. And to be honest, I want to use this podcast for a bit more geeky out, interesting, wild stuff, the stuff that I really don't do that much, but I know a lot of you do or are interested or want to, or just want to learn some of the other stuff that's out there. Nick's going to do a disclaimer at the start of most episodes that he's talking about the wild stuff. And I will say, if you do want to dip your toe in the water with single stocks, whether it's in Australia or up here in the States, whether you do want to dip your toe in the water with crypto, please do the introduction to cryptocurrency course first. But if you do want to dip your toe in, look at options trading and all that stuff. I personally think it's so interesting and fascinating but I just don't do it because I don't have the time. My personality is not suited to it. But if you are going to dip your toe into the water with some wild stuff, some stuff that's offline, some weird DeFi stuff, please don't use more than 5 or 2% of your portfolio. I want you to do some of this wild stuff and, you know, and he will talk about, you know, buying an investment property and having dual occupancy or something like that, which is sure, that's not as risky as, you know, buying something on a DeFi platform. But I just want you to use this opportunity because the book, The Psychology of Money, and I would encourage anyone to read that, Morgan, the author, talks about, look, if you do find, you know, single stock investing interesting, if you do find option interesting, if you do find, I don't know, some wild thing that I haven't even thought of interesting, covered calls and all that stuff, Do not put your whole portfolio into that. A small percentage to keep you interested, to keep you learning and engaged with your money. We're not putting all our eggs in risky baskets. So within all that, I wanted to find a corner of the M3 world for the DGENs like Nick to (laughs) to just, I don't know, like people will be interested in this crap, right? The other side of the coin... I really want to grow our audience and I want to grow our audience in the US market because I think there's a lot of similarities with personal finance, fire, all that stuff. And I just thought to have someone who's American running 
our investor podcast. We'll just see where it goes. I've asked Nick to do maybe a handful of episodes. We'll see where it goes. If it splits off one day and there's little, you know, discord or something for the freaks and geeks, we'll see. But we're just going to just start to do some more content of some interesting stuff. If you wish to write in and ask for a topic, hashtag my millennial investor, put it up in the Facebook group, say, I've just listened to the episode on X. Nick, can you cover why? Or you can just flick an email to podcast at sortyourmoneyout.com. But anyway, I'll hand it over to Nick. He's going to run through his little first kind of episode, seven ways to fire and we'll see where it goes. I'm really excited. I trust Nick explicitly-ish. I've pretty much given him a, an open book, an open page to go wherever he wants. But I must say, any of this stuff, we're not wholesale putting all our money into it. It is that balance between infotainment. And one thing I've also tasked Nick to do is to scour the internet and to be more of a facilitator of stuff that he has found that he thinks is interesting or what he's been dicking around with or what he's been looking at. But let's get into it. Over to Nick Bradley, my millennial investor. Well, well, well. Welcome back to My Millennial Investor, where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas scan the market landscapes, and look over different income streams so you don't have to. On today's episode, we're going to be given different general overview of how I approach my investment strategies, and I'm going to set the stage for future episodes to come. I'm your host, Nick Bradley, and let's get into it. So hello, everybody. Thanks for joining me. As I said, my name is Nick Bradley, and I'm a U.S.-based podcaster. I've been on the My Millennial Money and My Millennial Investor podcast uh, two or three different times over the last couple of years, and something that I do like to do when I'm not even on the podcast is send Glenn every degenerate idea that I've ever had. Some of those ideas are good. Some of those ideas are bad. Some of those ideas have been brilliant. Glenn has followed me into a couple and wisely hasn't followed me into a couple of the other ones. I think I finally got to him. I think I finally wore him down enough where this last trip to the States, he said, look, quit bothering me. I just want to stick to the boring, mundane ETF index-based mutual fund strategy, and you guys can have all the fun. You can go do everything you want. Why don't you stop talking to me and start talking to the wonderful folks at My Millennial Investor? So that's what I'm going to do. He gave me a microphone. He left America. He's back off to Australia. And he said, Nick, take over. So why? Besides crazy ideas that I sent to Glenn in the last four or five years, why should I be talking to you about my millennial investor? Well, I've been in the securities industry for, I don't know, 17 years now. 2005, I cut my teeth working at an investments securities bank in, in the States here. And then after that, moved to financial industries before going and starting my own company. And throughout those years, you may know a little bit, if you're a geriatric millennium like myself, if you were born in the early 1980s and you started investing in the early 2000s, 
maybe like me, you bought your house right when everything was going to fall apart in the 2008 crash. Maybe you started investing in the dot-com boom. That's when I really got excited about stocks and the potential growth of tech companies. But if you lived in the bull run of the dot-com boom, that means you also experienced the dot-com bust. And if you were experiencing the dot-com bust and you didn't get too scared, that means you probably were also still investing for the 2008 financial crisis, yes, caused by the Yankees and our subprime mortgage lending and our terrible credit swaps that we thought was a good idea. And if you survived the 2008 subprime crisis, the global problems, where we found out some industries were just too big to fail, had you kept investing, had you kept the faith, had you kept going, you would have then experienced one of the greatest bull markets the world has ever seen with a slight dip of, let's say, March 2020 with COVID. But if you kept the faith and if you kept going, you would have gained back all of those plus some eh, until November 2021. And then it gets you to now, this wonderful bear market that we are in. And it is wonderful. If you are listening to My Millennial Investor, you are most likely a millennial investor. That means this bear market is one of the greatest opportunities that the stock market and the financial world has given any generation in a very long time. The bear market of 2022 might be a point where we look back and say the people that stuck to their plan, the people that continued to dollar cost average month after month, no matter what was going on, the people that found reasons to continue to invest, they built a wealth that has not only given themselves financial freedom, but they have built a wealth that set the stage for the generations of their family to come. I do believe that is potentially what we are experiencing right now, if you stick to your plan. How long ago was it? Five, seven Seven or eight years ago, I'm going to say, I read something while working for the financial industry, in the financial industry. I read that the average millionaire has seven different income streams. Seven different income streams. I had maybe 1.5. I had my nine to five wages, and I had a stock purchase plan that the company had. Yes, I was dollar cost averaging into my 401k, which you guys might call super, but I only, I only had one leg to the table holding up my finances. I only had one leg of this table from teetering into bankruptcy, basically. If my employer didn't want to hire me and I happened to get laid off in a bad job market, that could be it. That could be tapping into your very small, underfunded emergency fund that I had at the time. And where are you then? So I realized I did want to be a millionaire. I wanted to have financial independence. In the early 2000s, fire wasn't something people were talking about. Uh, I just knew that I wanted the ability to quit my job when I wanted to quit my job. I wanted the ability, if my boss told me to do something I disagreed with, I could say, mm, no, thank you. I wanted that independence. And I wanted for sure to retire before 65 years old. So... After reading that quote, I changed the way I was living, uh, which was blowing a lot of money that I didn't necessarily have. And I set out a plan. I wrote down a plan of how to get seven streams of income. 
and how to make investing not just a 401k thing, but also getting a brokerage account and planning my investments better. So from that, what, seven or eight years ago, on a very, listen to me closely, a very average middle-class American income with basically no savings in the bank, you couldn't even really call it emergency fund, I went from, and still have a, let's be honest, a very average middle-class income, I went from the last seven years, following my strategy of investing, went from basically nothing in the bank to a net worth of a million dollars now. So if you're listening to this podcast, if you're driving down the road, or you're sitting at work, or you're sitting at home, you're maybe working out in the gym, and you're thinking, I clicked on this because I want to be a My Millennial Investor, but I'm a My Millennial Broke. I, I am living proof that I have been there. I was also a My Millennial Broke, and if you stick to it, if you stick to the boring, the automatic, the dollar cost averaging, especially right now in this bear market, plan. If you continue on a weekly or monthly basis to purchase broad-based indexes, I particularly like the S&P 500 fund. I also like the NASDAQ 100. Those are my two bread and butters for the majority of my portfolio. If you stick to those, your plan will work and you will build wealth. But some of you are just like, that's just so boring. I am seeing red on a daily basis. I have a hard time opening my uh, TD Ameritrade account or Webull or Robinhood, whatever trading accounts you guys might use. And all I do is see red. Well, you've got a couple options. One, quit opening it. Just keep putting money into it. Or two, we can talk about on this channel. We can discuss on podcasts to come of different things and different strategies that I use to hedge my portfolio, different ways that I purchase stocks, the companies that I want at a cheaper price than they are today, and different ways of companies that I hold right now that I can gain income while still holding that portfolio, still holding that stock. Because I think that Apple, for instance, I personally hold Apple and I think Apple is a winning company. But while Apple is dropping in this brutal 2022 bear market, there are ways for you to make passive income on a weekly basis while still holding your Apple stock. And we'll talk about some of those things. If you are into crypto, I've been mining crypto since 2017 and been an active crypto in investor since around the same time. If you're into options trading, love to talk to you about options. You want to talk about passive income with rental property. You want to talk about Passive income with short-term rentals, with Airbnb or VRBO. I've been getting into different things, looking at different car rental options, rideshare, house hacking. If there's an investment idea, if there's a way to gain passive income, if there's a way that I can make my money work for me, I'd love to talk about it. So right into the show, if you're interested, if you've got some ideas for future episodes and you want me to cover something, you want to learn from a crazy mistake I've made or a crazy good investment I've made. I'd love to talk to you about it. This show is for you. This show is for us to learn together. This show is to see us grow together from my millennial brokes to my millennial investors. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll come right back and close out the episode. Hi. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, welcome back. I want to touch on something I, I just mentioned. Some of these investment ideas that, that I would like to talk to us about, some of these things you would call speculative Heck, some of them you might even call degenerate. And in those episodes, if there is going to be something that's a little bit more risky, I want to put a disclaimer at the beginning of each of those episodes. I want to say, look, this is going to be speculative. This is going to be risky. So make sure you never trade more than 2% of your portfolio in these particular types of investments. For instance, right now, I'm enjoying doing a little bit of scalping on the Australian dollar versus US dollar on the Forex market. And every time I decide I'm going to make a trade, I'm willing to risk 2% of my Forex trading account for hopefully a potential return of 4%. It's a 2% risk with a 4% potential gain. I use a stop loss to make sure that it never goes over 2% and to minimize my risks within that. There are different ways to do speculative, more risky investments while still protecting your capital. Always protect your capital. If you don't protect your capital, you have no capital to speculate with. So if we get into an episode that's a little bit more speculative, a little bit more risky, a little bit more degenerate, I will remind you with a disclaimer at the beginning of each episode that these are riskier things that you should never put more than two or 4% of your portfolio in. Because if your investing portfolio becomes more like a slot machine and less like a boring Warren Buffett style, buy every top 500 company in the United States, you're not investing, you're just gambling. And people that gamble with their investment portfolio may have had a good 2021, but they are having a terrible 2022. So thanks for joining us today on My Millennial Investor, where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, scouring the market landscape, and uncovering new income streams so you don't have to. I'm Nick Bradley, and I'll see you next time. This podcast is produced and published by Oregon Trail Investor in the USA. All information is for entertainment purposes only. The brand, My Millennial Investor, is used under license.